On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got to talk with the legend himself, Michael Jackness, all about content. This is something we don't talk on the podcast enough about and how incredible good content can be, how one piece of content can really change the trajectory of your business. And I'm talking about written content in the form of SEO blogs, articles, all of that kind of stuff. Mike is an absolute expert. I've heard him on lots of other podcasts, was super honored to get to have him on Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. And hopefully I was able to get out uh, a few new nuggets that you guys have not heard before. And I, I think that we have, so stay tuned. Hey guys, before we begin, I want to talk to you about how to grow your e-commerce brand in a post iOS 14.5 world. If you're doing over seven figures in D to C, you need to hear this. Back when Facebook ads were absolutely crushing it and driving massive amounts of revenue, setting up basic flows and sending out occasional email campaigns used to cut it. SMS marketing included. You'd see it constantly and so would we when we were looking at accounts at Mindful Marketing. Brands earning 20 to 45% of their total revenue with email marketing with maybe three to four hours of work a month and that's because they just set up some basic flows and then silence but now that the facebook algorithm has stopped spitting out such ridiculous returns where do we go retention but it requires marketers to go deeper than simple templated flows and copy and pasted campaigns which we've seen all the time it requires actually having a system that increases the ltv of your customers and then actually realizing that entire customer lifetime value in a shorter period of time and hopefully even seeing a higher LTV. We're saddened to see brands do all the same things with their emails and SMS, and we're sick of auditing agency accounts who simply set up welcome flows and show off how many sales they make. Anyone can set up a welcome flow, abandoned cart flow, etc. That is the simple stuff, guys. The real key in retention marketing is digging deep into your market, copy, offer, your creative, and then pairing that with a strategy that turns one-time buyers into two-time buyers, into three-time buyers, and on and on, just like we've seen at our brands. So if you want to find out exactly how deep our retention marketing strategy goes, book a quick wins call with our team and we will show you exactly how we drive more repeat sales for our clients and hopefully how you can too. Go to mindfulmarketing.co slash quick wins. That's mindfulmarketing.co slash quick wins, all one word. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, uh, Jordan West back here with Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. I am very, very excited to have Mike Jackness on the podcast today. We are going to be talking about, of all things, uh, content today. <laughs> uh, something that we actually don't talk a ton about, though, as you guys know, uh, even with paid advertising, what I believe is content uh, is um, second only after offer and content has a lot to do with that. And so I'm really looking forward to talking more about organic traffic, you know, how we uh, are able to leverage um, that organic traffic. And uh, Mike is just an absolute expert. So really great to have you on the podcast. Welcome. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be fun. So for people who don't know you, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. I started my own thing back in 2004 as a affiliate marketer doing poker affiliate marketing and content marketing, which is some of the things we're going to talk about today. And along the way, I decided to get into e-commerce. Maybe I was crazy. I don't know. But uh, I've been doing that since uh, about 2012. We we owned uh, treadmill.com and that was our, our first e-commerce site and sold that in 2015. And then have since either bought or started and or sold several other brands. And we talk about all that along the way at our, our podcast. Awesome. Awesome. And what is your podcast name? It's uh, Ecom Crew, E-C-O-M-C-R-E-W. And as a recording this, we're getting very close to hitting episode 400, which I'm very excited about. Wow. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Well, that's 
that's great. Well, let's let's just dive right into it. We're going to talk about how to leverage organic content and just content in general. So when we talk about content, what are we talking about? Just so that we have all of our definitions down here. Yeah. I mean, obviously content can mean a whole bunch of things. I mean, I guess the 120 characters you put on Twitter is content, right? So to me, it's it's more than that. It's it's writing really robust blog posts or articles, whatever you want to call them and having them on your website in a way that is strategic for your business. Uh, and the way that we approach it is to try to write the best thing that's ever been written about the subject in the history of the internet, which that bar keeps on getting higher and higher. But in order to to really be able to rank and, and get people to follow you and join your email list or remember who you are, you have to, to wow them in some way. And so what ends up happening is a lot of people don't put the effort into this or they try it once or twice and they don't see immediate returns like you do with a lot of other things that we get in our lives these days yeah. uh, and they give up and they, and they move on. We'll talk about one of my main businesses, uh, Kindred. So we have three different clothing companies. Uh, we do absolutely nothing when it comes to written content whatsoever. Really big on Instagram, Facebook, um, uh, and then obviously all of the paid channels. Let's talk about the kind of content because um, I, I like to sort of bring it bring it back to home. We have a lot of people in fashion and uh, apparel who listen to this podcast. Let's talk about that kind of content. What sort of like pillar posts would, could you see for our brand? Mm -hmm. I'm not a fashion expert, so I'm going to fumble through this. People listening are going to be okay. making fun of me, but I'll, I'll <laughs> off the top of my head uh, quickly go through it. Now, what I would do if, if uh, I was doing this for real was I would open up a tool like AREFs and, and start doing some, some searching. Obviously, uh, the, the more involved you are in the niche... Uh, the, the more ideas you're going to have as, as a starting point. But uh, you, you might type in like, what are the best t-shirts for kids? Or what's a, a great outfit for a dinner party? I love trying to address questions, right? People are typing in questions every day into Google. What, why, where, when? Uh, so what's the best accessories to wear to a dinner party? What's uh, the, the best uh, bathing suits to, to wear to your next pool party? Whatever it might be. And when you address the answer to those questions, a lot of times, you know, people will are in the hunt right that moment to, to buy. And so their, their appetite, their intent is incredibly high. There's also the type of content that's more top of funnel uh, that you can use. Uh, I'll use a niche that I'm maybe a little bit more familiar with, which would be, sure. let's say the, the, the pet industry, you know, something we, we have a dog. And so you might type in something like, how come my dog has a, a, a dry nose or what's the best way to, to, learn how to walk your dog on a leash or how do you get your dog to sit? Uh, what are, are dogs uh, allergic or uh, is just chocolate poison or what foods are bad for dogs? There's all these different types of things you can type in or have articles that you would write that people are typing in all the time that they're searching for. And they're in various parts of the funnel. And so, you know, the thing about you know, how do you walk a dog on a leash? Well, that's obviously incredibly top of funnel, but you know, they have a dog. And so if they're learning how to walk their dog on a leash and you might sell, you know, some sort of supplement for, for dogs joints at some point, they could potentially be a customer. Obviously, you know, the, the content you would really love to rank for is like, why is the closamine like good for dogs or like, what's a good way to protect my dog's uh, joints or something along those lines uh, for people who have bigger dogs, they know that they end up having hip problems a lot. And so those are things that people think about earlier on and they can have an incredibly high lifetime value of a customer. And, and certainly in the fashion industry, you would you would have that component, right? Because people, if they like your fashion brand, there's a very good chance that they're going to to buy multiple pieces of your clothing. Absolutely. I mean, that's one thing that I think in both of those industries that we have going for us, right? Is that those are multiple purchases that people are making mm -hmm. along the way. Again, you know, one of the strategies that we use uh, is on the baby clothing side, right? Getting people in at that baby stage, right? That newborn stage. And then it's yep. like, awesome. Now we've got clothes for your entire journey. 
Okay. Right? Kids have a way of, uh, of getting bigger. <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah. they, they need more, more clothing. And so, yeah, I mean, if you can get them, if you can get a, a new mom to, to buy your clothing at the newborn stage, then there's the, the three to six month stage and the six to nine month stage, the nine to 12, the 12 to 18, and it just keeps on going. If they like what you have and they have a high affinity, you know, people tend to, to stick with it. It's why, you know, Huggies or Pampers spend so much money on advertising because they know if you, you buy that diaper on day one, you're probably going to also be buying them on the last day of potty training. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's great stuff to think about. I'm actually already getting ideas. I'm in like mega acquisition mode right now. So I'm thinking like, mm. uh, I might as well just buy a baby mom blog that would just make the most sense. <laughs> you know, I, like- I, and- I think so. I mean, I think, and, and that's actually a part of our strategy right now. We actually just put an offer on a, a large content site. Unfortunately, we got outbid, which I'm still kind of bitter about because I probably should have just not been so cheap and just bought it. But I, I think that, you know, it, it's all come full circle. Again, I mean, we, this is what we did back in, in in 2004, 2005, 2006, as we were developing content sites as affiliate marketers. And then later on in late 2010, when we were in a different spot, uh, we were doing affiliate marketing for, for website hosting, for WordPress themes, for some online degree stuff. And it's interesting when, when I got into e-commerce, we just kind of abandoned all that and started doing everything else. You know, we were working on paid traffic, whether that's like Google Shopping or Google PPC, uh, Amazon ads, you think about uh, landing pages and funnels and email marketing and all these different things and just really didn't put two and two together for whatever reason, you just get up on another another planet and start focusing on those other like cool whiz bang things and just stop thinking about content. Uh, but when we started growing our brand color it, which we sold in, in 2019 for for seven figures, you know, a large part of our success was all the content that we put together. You know, we mm-hmm. rank for what are the benefits of coloring, for instance. That's very top of funnel. They, people might not even be thinking about buying adult coloring books or gel pens or colored pencils at that point. We're just trying to convince them that coloring is therapeutic. You know, it's very meditative. It's uh, it keeps your your brain active and, and things of this nature. It keeps your motor skills going. And these are, you know, a lot of older people end up, you know, coloring. And so you know, we're we're trying to convince them. We also would rank for things like free coloring page downloads. So like uh, you know, mandala downloads or uh, Christmas coloring pages and people would you know get those downloads and then get in our funnel and, uh, and so we rank for all this stuff organically. Uh, we also you know would, would work on articles like what are the best colored pencils and so we would put together an article about all the different colored pencils out there and the way that we would approach as I said we would always try to approach in a way we're going to write the best content in the history of the internet on that subject and so in order to do that we would buy all of our competitors' products you know, we pick like eight or ten people's products I'll order them off the Amazon whatever and then we would test them and like legitimately test them in, a, in an objective way and you know, color swatches and in, in the article and you know, color a drawing where all the different pencils are side by side. So you can see the, you know, the the brightness of them or the, the way that they they lay down and things like this. And we would rank them on different factors and put together like an objective article about it and a video along with it. Uh, and of course, you know, we always would happen to rank our, our product best, but when people search still to this day, even though we've sold the business a couple of years ago, what are the best colored pencils? I believe that article still ranks very near the top. So someone can go look at what I'm talking about there and see what we've done in the level that's required to, to do it. But when you put that effort into it, it, it will rank and you will get people coming there. And those are people that are clearly looking for, for colored pencils. And so you could 
do that in the fashion industry. What are the best organic onesies for babies? You know, yeah, and, yeah. You know, go get all the different ones out there. And presumably yours is better for some reason, right? I mean, you design yours and sell yours for some reason. And so you can make sure that's one of the criteria that you're looking at when you're comparing all the other uh, competitors. Do you have any tricks for finding articles, the best articles out there in a specific niche and then making ones better? Yeah. I, I, so I, I we use a tool again called Arefs, A-H-R-E-F-S.com. There's several others out there. There's SCM Rush, there's Moz. They all basically do the same thing. And so the way that we typically approach it is we start looking at the the head terms. Uh, it's like the, the big terms in, in the niche in the niche that we're in. So let's say baby clothes, right? And so we never expect to rank for baby clothes. We don't aspire to rank for baby clothes. It's always going to be way too too difficult to do. But when you do that search on AREFs, you can also then look at also rank for. And so you'll see a bunch of things there uh, that you can also look for. And then you can also click on questions. Uh, they'll, they'll show you a bunch of questions. So again, it'll show you something like, what are the, the best organic onesies as a, for instance, it might be a search that gets, that gets done. And so what we'll look at on top of that also is something that gets high search volume, but has low competition. Mm. So if the competition is low, now we know we want to go out and rank that. And I apologize for the long-winded answer to get to your original question. That's great. But what we will then do is on ARES, it'll show you what's what's already ranking, right? And so you can look at and so what we basically just do is look at the top three, the top five results uh, of that search term and read through the content and see and see what's there. And typically those are the best articles, right? The things that already rank, Google's really yeah. good at it. And so it shows you the bar where it's at. And so as a part of the final part of our process, we look for, again, the low competition, high search volume. And then we look at what's already been written. If we think we can do twice as good of a job, three times, five times as good of a job with that content, we know that that will eventually rank. And so that's, it's really just as simple as looking at what's already there and, and reading through it and being objective and honest with yourself. And okay, this is, this is a really great piece of content. I don't know that we have the resources to, to, to do this, or this is a really crappy piece of content. I can't believe that this thing ranks. Clearly people, when they look at this, they're going to be aggravated and, and move on to the next result. And we can crush this, this space and this niche, yeah. this search term. And those are the things that we tend to go after. And there's plenty of those things out there. You know, It's amazing how much that opportunity exists. How do you make that transition from content to actually getting them uh, you know, lower into the funnel? Mm -hmm. So we almost always have some sort of email capture on every page that we have. And so we tend to break things up in the buckets because you can't have a unique offer on every single page, right? Otherwise it just, it becomes too much of a nightmare for your team to administer. And so for something like on Ecom Crew, we have like a, an Amazon bucket and then like an importing bucket and then a product development bucket, let's say. And we mm. will then have some sort of lead magnet or free course or whatever that people can, can subscribe to. Uh, on Color It, we would have uh, free drawings on the page, or uh, we also had some sample packages. So if someone was on the the sample the the, the color pencil page, we would offer uh, a, a free set a free sample of colored pencils, or a free if it was on a marker page, we had free markers. Uh, if they were on coloring pages, we would offer free coloring pages. So you can have something that's there. And so on on and again, I'm I'm kind of ignorant to fashion and ignorant to babies. I I'm not in either one of those things. <laughs> we don't have kids, and I'm uh, I, I wear a t-shirt, so uh, that's about the best you're gonna ever get out of me. I'm dressed up right now because I have clothes on. But but it might be something like uh, you know, like five cute outfits for your toddler, toddler or five uh, outfit ideas. There's, I know that one of the things that's really popular right now is like. Uh, dressing your kid up the same way as the adult. I forgot the exact term uh, for that, but twinning. Thank you. Um, so like seven 
great twinning ideas, or maybe you have other other products in your your catalog, maybe like a bib or something like that. That's that's cheaper. You know, that maybe only cost you a buck or two to make, and you can send them one for free. Like we'll send you a free bib, get our uh, you know in, in some sort of free plus shipping offer. Maybe there's some other ancillary content to like, you know, seven ideas that you never thought about uh, a way to pack your diaper bag or to deal with you know, when your kid uh, inevitably like throws up or poops their pants in the restaurant, you got to like panic and, you know, something funny, right? Where you like try to get them on your list they're, they're, and, you, and you just start split testing it. And the cool thing about this is you can now leverage all this content in other parts of your cycle. You know, presumably Absolutely. you're trying to get people on your email list. And so this can be content that you send people like post-purchase or uh, when they sign up for your coupon code that you probably have as a pop-up on your on your homepage. And so you have this content that can be recycled in other ways. You can also drive paid traffic to and, and get people on your list, usually for a quarter a piece. And if you have a good lifetime value, you know, there's, there's definitely a, a really good you know, financial reason to do all this as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. My mind is just spinning right now with ideas. So I, I'm absolutely loving this. Mike, I got to ask you the question I ask everybody who comes on the podcast, what is your secret to scaling? For us, it's it's our team. And we've gotten really fortunate that we have a, a large team in the Philippines. So that's really been kind of our kind of our secret sauce. You know, e-commerce is a is a very cutthroat, low margin business. It's it's tough. You know, there's either you have good margins in your product, but then you have to spend a lot of money on ads, or you have relatively thin margin and they it sells well. But either way, at the end of the day, net profit is, is relatively low compared to a lot of other businesses, especially in the world I come from, from affiliate marketing, where everything's a hundred percent profit, right? I mean, there's, yeah. it's kind of crazy. We used to run at like 97% net profit margins. I mean, you know, wow. it's, we'd hire one or two people for a couple thousand dollars a month and, and everything else was just pure gravy. And e-commerce, I mean, you got the cost of goods and shipping and import duties and your customer service team and your ads and shipping. And I mean, and all of these costs keep going up. I mean, there's margin erosion that's happening nonstop. And so for us, it's been kind of our secret sauce. I mean, our, our Philippines team, we have 26 people there now uh, and, and 26 people cost less than three full-time people uh, in California, which is where we were located up until 2019. Wow. Wow. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Great stuff. I got three more questions for you here. First question, favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Hmm. So for for the Amazon world, I'm I'm really digging Helium 10 these days. It's been been really great. Uh, in the SEO world, I obviously mentioned Arefs already. I mean, if you're we're kind of talking about content, that's probably uh, the the total talk about there. It's it's been something we've been using for basically a decade, and it just really helps meld our our content plan. And we've we've got a multi year content plan that we put together now. And if it wasn't for Arefs, I'm not sure how the hell we would have done it. I've got a, one more question for you. For you know, most of the people who are listening to this are on Shopify, and, and mm-hmm. Shopify is as far as placing content isn't probably the best yeah. site to do that on. How do you meld those two together? What what's what's your best strategy um, for Shopify stores? It's really difficult. It's one of the things that is really frustrating to me about Shopify. I don't know why they refuse to upgrade their content platform, but there are ways to, and, and we do run con, excuse me, we do put our content on, on Shopify. And so I, I think, you know, the idea of having a subdomain with WordPress, I think is, is not really worth the, the effort, okay. you know? And so that's really what I was trying to get at was, yeah. is that, is that a worthwhile endeavor? <laughs> I, I just don't think so. I mean, you can make an, you know, an argument for it because the Shopify, URL structure is so poor that that's really the the, the hardest part. You know, it's shopify.com slash blog slash some other directory and then slash the name of your article. And that name of that other directory you can pick, but you know, it's news or info or something you know ridiculous. I mean it's it gets and so an SEO standpoint, it's not great. It also uh, Shopify 
Shopify is typically sluggish, you know, so it's hard to get really good page speed scores on Shopify typically. Yeah. Um, but I think that the effort of, of launching a subdomain, you also lose a lot of SEO juice there because technically in, in Google's eyes, it's a separate website, you know, even mm-hmm. though it's a subdomain and, and you do have good interlinking, obviously your, your main site's linking to your subdomain, but it's still not as good as being on your, your primary domain. And so uh, there, there are some ways around it. There's some page builders out there that can at least get you some visually good looking blog posts. And so you can use Zipify, uh, you know, Shogun, there's, there's other ones out there. Uh, and speaking of other favorite tools, uh, I, I love Zipify is one click upsell. I think that when you're looking at how do you make an e-commerce business profitable, like selling the same customer more is always one of the big keys, right? And so whether that's email marketing to them after the fact, or uh, having a, a series of products that makes sense for them, but right when they've already paid you and you can put more stuff in that box, uh, one-click upsell of, hey, did you also want to try this other organic onesie design that is is the same thing that you already bought, but like a different color, a different style, get 25% off the second one, uh, right at point of purchase uh, is another uh, another app I just really love. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. We love when one-click upsell as well. Another question for you, favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to? Favorite podcast has got to be Ecom Crew, right? Yes. <laughs> I kid. Uh, and actually, my favorite podcast is How I Built This. I love that show. Uh, it's uh, like, I think it's an NPR show. There's just some great, great stories on there. My, my favorite is the Herb Keller, uh, Southwest Airlines one. There's just, but there's just, there's tons of stories on there about all, all these companies that, that you've heard of that tell their story of how they built it. You know, Lululemon's been one of them, uh, as I mentioned, Southwest Airlines, but one, one of my other favorite ones was Atari. You know, the guy went back and talked about how they built Atari and, uh, and, and Chuck E. Cheese came out of that, which I, I never knew. And there's just like all these really cool stories of, of common everyday companies. You just, never knew how, how they kind of came to be and the struggles they went through. And I, I love that show. Awesome. Awesome. Great answer. Last question for you. If you had an hour with anybody who's alive to have some coffee, tea, beer, wine, who would it be? Hmm. Wow. That's a tough one. I think it would have to be a, a like a president or an ex-president. I, I think that I, I just, I don't know. Like I, I've, I've gotten more into politics as I've gotten older. And uh, I, I think that it's, it's an incredibly difficult job and like the amount of things that like come across their desk and the stories and the, and I, I think that you could have like just an incredible conversation with, with any of them. You know, it just, I don't even mm-hmm. care which party they're from. I just think that you could have some, some really cool intellectual conversations, things that you just would never know about. You know, if you can get them to like open Open up the top secret files and, and tell you, you know, some cool stories, uh, you know, a day in the life of being in the Oval Office. And I don't know, I think that would be, I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, that's a great, great answer. Mike, so great to have you on the podcast. Where can people connect with you? And uh, and then also tell us a little bit more about your podcast. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the best way is to contact us through through Ecom Crew. Uh, so support at ecomcrew.com. We're also Ecom Crew on all the, the social media handles as well. Ecomcrew.com, Ecom Crew on iTunes. You know, the podcast was born in like 20, early 2016 out of just documenting what I was doing in e-commerce. I thought it would be kind of a cool project and uh, it's opened up a lot of doors. It's allowed me to meet people like you and, and, and do these types of things. I mean, it's it's been incredibly rewarding. Uh, and so the, the thing I think that we're unique about is we are transparent about everything. We share all of our brands, all of our numbers, all of our successes, but also all of our failures and all the stupid crap I've done and things that, that haven't been working, all the struggles we're going through a lot right now. A lot of those are you know increased shipping costs and just dealing with Amazon's inventory issues and just uh, increasing cogs right now. And just, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of things that we, we talk about. And so nothing is, uh, you know, pumping uh, flowers and, and, and roses. It's, 
the, the reality of, of e-commerce, which is that it's really difficult. Uh, but it, it's also the funnest thing I've ever done, the most rewarding thing I've ever done, mostly because of the people. You know, I think that you know, when you uh, are in the trenches together and been through these things uh, and can commiserate with people and it, you've all been through it, it's it's pretty cool. And so it's it's been an, it's been an awesome journey. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on. And uh, there was just tons and tons of value here. Appreciate it, man. It's awesome. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.